Hello, everyone. Welcome to the best and worst of Walt Disney World, brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel and Disboards.com. I am your host, Rhino Clavin. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Corey Fiescanaro's top five Walt Disney World attractions. And to join me for this discussion, we've got Corey Fiescanaro. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. And we've name. got uh, Steve Porter. Hello. And in the back, Craig Williams, man who makes it all happen. Ahoy, ahoy. I almost called you Steve Martin, by the way. Uh-huh, that'd be nice. <laughs> well, it would be nice for you, but not for Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can agree with that. <laughs> Comedy legend. I... Um, well, we've, uh, we're, we're just going to go around with all the, uh, the folks that we get on the Best and Worst show and find out what everybody's rankings are of their best and worst Walt Disney World attractions. And in this week's episode, like I said, it's Corey's turn. So, Corey, lay it on us. Start five to one start at your lower side of your favorites okay give us the first one sounds good so before i start i just want to say that the younger version of me not that i'm old i would have a completely different list with a lot of thrill rides on here but as i go through this list you're going to learn a little bit about me and what i'm into um by the time we get to the end it's going to be obvious what my favorite type of attractions are but number five, where you're starting off with living with the land over oh, in Epcot. I thought um, we were doing your best list. Is this your th- worst list? This is my best list. This is my best list. And I think as we go on through the list, you're going to have probably a similar reaction to some of my other favorites. But, um, yeah, this is just a relaxing boat ride, and I love it. Um, I'm the type of person to my brain's always kind of running in a bunch of different directions and it's it's hard for me to kind of turn that off and there are a couple places in Disney World where I kind of just completely do turn off for a little while and just really just relax and enjoy and living with the land is one of those attractions specifically not that I don't like this part too, but before you get to the greenhouse, uh, the very beginning of the ride, you know, over by Garden Grill, with like the waterfalls and the animatronic animals with the house, that part is just ridiculously relaxing to me, and I love it so much. I think I just don't really like the greenhouse part of it, and I keep thinking about that. Where I do remember going on it recently, being like, "Oh, I like this more than I thought I did," but I still am on that boat where I'm like, mm, get, "Leave it or take it for me." I love take it or leave it, whatever. I love this ride too. I wouldn't quite put it up in my top five, um, but yeah, no, I un- I understand why this would be someone one of someone's favorite rides, but it's just not my top five. Craig, what do you think? You love I'm, it. Um, I just not that I love it. I I don't hate it. It's it is an attraction at Epcot that I would be willing to do. <laughs> okay. Well, number four. What do you got? All right, we're about to. Okay, so you guys reacted to living with the land how you did, and now. And, and listen, this, is, this isn't, the like Steve explained in his, this isn't like by any means the best attractions. You, these are the must-do attractions at Walt Disney World. These are just my Your personal favorites. favorites. Yeah. And maybe you're a little bit like me, and these are things you would enjoy too. But my number four is Impressions de France. This is a show in Epcot. It's a sit-down show. Uh, it is the only show in Epcot as the date of this video that is uh, that is sit down. You know the one in Canada and the one in China stand up, and this is about a 23-minute movie with three big screens, where you kind of take a journey through through France with really relaxing music, and this is another uh, thing just kind of like living with the land that uh, it really just kind of pulls me out of reality for a while, and I'm just able to completely just relax and enjoy enjoy the movie. Um, this is one of those things that even before I was a local, living with the land is more so something I really enjoy 
I loved it. I've always loved it, but I enjoy it more now that I live here because I'm always able to just walk on to it. Uh, easy to, easily to get a fast pass the same day. Impressions de France, you don't get any fast passes for that. And it always, the theater is never full. Even on the busiest, busiest of, of days, you can always walk right into it. I, I think I know more WDW vacationers than not that have never actually seen this show. Um, but this is one of those things that I've always loved even before I moved here. I mean, for those reasons, it's, it's a beautifully done show. Um, and it's just very relaxing and you can always go into it. And it's, I, I find myself, uh, going to Epcot and that's usually one of the things that I always end up doing is going on impressions to friends. It's, it's the thing that I still plan around. It's on the 15 minute and 45 minute mark all the way up to 7.45 at night. And I always try to be like, let me make sure I'm around the France Pavilion, around you know the 15 or 45 mark. I just, I, lo- I love the show. I love the show. Is it not leaving? No. It is not leaving. Oh, I was okay. terrified. I thought when they there announced- was a Beauty and the Beast thing. Is that just a separate thing? So they announced Ratatouille, and I was scared that we were going to lose it with that, but we're not. They're just doubling up. Uh, I think it will go under renovation soon, but it shouldn't be leaving. No, it's yeah. The Beauty and the Beast show is going to be a new addition, in addition to to, um, to the offerings at France, but it is not replacing Impressions de France. Oh, okay. uh, it's actually I, I I don't. I'll let you see once I make my list. I would. I'm probably not going to include it on my top five just because there's so many great stuff out there. But this is like for. I don't want to sound facetious here, but it's probably like top fifteen or twenty for me. Uh, I I love number thirty six attraction. <laughs> <laughs> I I. I, I, I I don't think enough people do see it. I think even though it was filmed back in the 80s, you would like it still is what I believe France probably for the most part looks today, despite uh, like the fact of the wardrobe they're wearing and some occasions and, and some of the stuff that is very steeped in late 70s and 80s. Other than that, I feel like it. It just like it's all these historical sites that have been around. I mean, obviously, uh, Notre Dame. It looks a little bit different than it did back then. And I'm not trying to say that in a joking manner. I'm just saying that's now a time capsule, uh, that that part of the film, seeing that seeing that cathedral like that, that's now something we have. If it was made, they made this movie now today, it wouldn't look that way. So in some things, it's a good uh, reason that they it hasn't changed at all throughout the years. So uh, it's it, it's just a beautiful movie. It's got great music going throughout. It's comfortable. It's a great way to beat the heat. Um, it's I, I really I, I think it's great. I a hundred well I do, I don't agree so much that I put it on my list, but I do agree that this is a really great underrated uh, location. I think. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you mentioned already, but I like the really love the music in there. Just I think that's what adds to that relaxing feel and what makes it you know so calming and like such a, a great escape from the craziness of Walt Disney World. So while you might get some pushback from people in the comments, I'm I totally support you on this decision. Thank you. All right, give us your number three. All right, so the next one I have is more of a normal choice. Um, I do want to mention. Uh, well, I won't go there yet. I'll, I'll go to that at the end. I had something else on this list, and I, it got pushed off. It just barely didn't make it on. But this next one still is a normal choice, and that is over at Animal Kingdom, uh, Kilimanjaro Safari. The reason I picked this attraction because I wanted to – so I'm talking about like me in the present, like me right now. Um, 
there were attractions that probably got me a little bit more excited than Kilimanjaro, but Kilimanjaro is up there for like, this is like a really exciting attraction. But the reason that it's on my list as of today is because it has very high repeatability. Um, you could go on one day and see, you know, lions, but not see the elephants. And then you could go on, like I did one time in a massive rainstorm and you're not going to see, you know, lions, but you're going to see like elephants spraying water up in the air and having like a ball. Uh, so, you know, because it's like a living, breathing safari with tons of different animals in their habitats, um, you never really know what you're going to see or what you're going to see the animals do. And it's like, I don't know, like I've never done I know there are things like this in the world, but I've never done anything like Kilimanjaro Safari. And to think you can do this in a theme park is just really cool. Oh, yep. I, I can't disagree. I, I do think when I did the Disney after I was in an Animal Kingdom, my number one complaint is that you don't get to see any of the animals. And that's, I think, the biggest draw for for uh for animal kingdom in a time especially where i feel weird about zoos the older i'm getting i still do like like seeing all the space you know these animals have this massive amount of area to move in and you get to see some animals you're never gonna see if you never leave your backyard you know what i mean like where else am i gonna go see like a tiger you know a lion yeah no bears there's a zoo with the zoo yeah, well, I get you it. Know. You're fighting. A, you're fighting a constant battle of hypocrisy in your own I heart. No, and, and you know hard. it. I know it's I hard. am. I am actually doing the rhino experience too, and I will probably already have done that by this point. But you know what? I was like, I'm never in my life. They're not going to exist much longer. So while I can touch one, I'm going to touch one. So look for that. What's your number two? All right. So this is probably the most controversial pick to have on my top five list, especially up this high. And I believe it was on somebody's worst list, I think, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But my number two pick is the Grand Fiesta Boat Tour. Get out of here. In Epcot. Yeah. It's the Grand Fiesta Boat Tour. I don't know. That was on your worst list? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So um, if you haven't already noticed kind of the theme of things I really like with the exception of, you know, the last two, but... I'm not going to spoil the number one pick. But uh, I really like relaxing boat rides. I really like them, and I really like the smell of water. Not just like water doesn't smell, but water at Disney does smell, and it has a very distinct smell. And I connect that smell with fond memories of being a kid in Disney. Uh, It's one of the main things that connects my nostalgia of being a kid in Disney. And Grand Fiesta Boat Tour as soon as you walk into the Mexico pyramid part of the pavilion, the main part of the pavilion, you can already smell the water from Grand Fiesta Boat Tour. The way I describe it is you can smell the Disney water and then you can smell like what would appear to be like tortilla chips kind of meshed together. Um, It's a pretty magical scent. And then not only that, but then you can just walk right up to the ride. Almost any given day, it's going to be a walk on. And not only is it a relaxing boat ride, but it connects you know, whimsical Disney along with it being a relaxing boat ride. So you're just kind of chilling in the boat while you see Donald having fun. And I just love everything about that ride. And I go on it over and over and over again. And I play a little game with myself where every time I go on this ride, I try and notice something that I didn't notice before. 
and surprisingly how many times I've been on this ride, I always find something new or almost always find something new. Uh, I think we have one of the coolest hidden Mickeys like ever on that ride. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who wants to find it themselves, but keep your eye open near the end. It's a really cool one. And yeah, I just love it. I understand your love of the smell of the water, but I, I think that there's plenty of other Disney boat ride attractions that have that same smell that are better rides. Oh. No, yeah, and I I wouldn't say you're wrong. Um, so there are other rides like that. Uh, one in particular that comes to mind that you had on your top list was Splash Mountain. But, like, younger version of me probably would have put something like Splash Mountain above Grand Fiesta Boat Tour. I need to be in the right mood for, like, any sort of, like, thrill aspect, though. Uh, it's not something I can really ever do in the morning. What about and, pirates? Well, we're getting there. Oh, <laughs> oh great, Steve. You're ruining the number well, one. Well, let's just segue into my number one, then, unless somebody else okay, wants yeah, to go, talk no, about Grand Fiesta. No. My number one is Pirates of the Caribbean. Um... My number one is Pirates of the Caribbean, and like it's it has that small drop at the beginning, but like that's that's that, that's nothing. That's fine. It feels much more intense when you're a child than when you're an adult. You're like, this is what I was afraid of. Like, yeah, and and also like to compare Pirates and Splash, my like the drop at Splash, it's a large drop, but it's really not that big of a deal. My problem with it is just because of how my brain operates and how I think, it's a very long boat ride knowing that it ends with this big drop. And in my head, I'm just like awaiting the drop and it takes just like, this is just me. Like, I know this isn't how like a normal person thinks. It's just how I think. But knowing that this big drop is at the end, it takes away the experience of enjoying the relaxing part for me. Pirates, it's a small drop and it's at the beginning. And then you just get to enjoy the immersion of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is an absolutely amazing attraction. I don't think anybody would argue that it's an amazing attraction. Well, I will say that the Disneyland version is much cooler. Um, I still love the world version. And that, yeah, that is my number one. And as you can see the trend going through on my list here, three out of four, or three out of five, rather, of my top picks were boat rides. I'm surprised you didn't pick the shirt you're wearing. Oh, the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, so uh, the honorable mention that I was talking about wasn't Jungle Cruise. It was Flight of Passage. Um, Flight of Passage, I had so much fun my first time going on it that I actually started tearing up in laughter. It was, and that's, that does, has never happened to me on a ride before. But that's how much I enjoyed my first experience on Flight of Passage. Now, though, current me, this was me like a few years ago, current me doesn't rush to get on flight of passage or like i'm not if i am able to get a fast pass for it like i'm not like over the moon thrilled but i still love the ride um jungle cruise would pro jungle cruise would end up on my top 10 no doubt probably in like the eight slot or something like that there's um there's something about jungle it's like you slit in co close quarters next to people depending on how, how, who you're sitting next to maybe it's a stranger who doesn't understand personal space I like my personal space, so, you know, there's that. I've had experiences with that on Jungle Cruise before, but I still do love the ride. 
Were these your top four or top five? Did I top five? Well, I'm missing one. Uh, Living with the land, safaris, Grand Fiesta Boat Tour, Impressions de France. So, oh, Impressions yep. de France. I even have yeah. the page open right in front of me, <laughs> yeah, reading yeah, about yeah. making sure it wasn't closing. I'm like, Ugh. Um, well, can you recap that from the bottom to the top for us? Yes. So number five, we have Living with the Land. Number four, Impressions de France. Number three, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Number two, Grand Fiesta Boat Tour. I know that's. That's strange, but it just is what I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And number one, Pirates of the Caribbean, a classic. Well, there you have it. That is Corey Fiescanaro's top five attractions at the Walt Disney World Resort. Agree? Disagree? You know where to put it all in the comments section below. Um, thank you for making that list. Thank you, everybody, for having uh, this discussion. Thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you next time with another episode of The Best and Worst of Walt Disney World.